Welcome to Building a Modern Employer Brand podcast. If you don't know me, my name is Susanna Rantanen, and this podcast is sponsored by our family business, Employee Experience Agency, Emin. You know, I've never met a growth entrepreneur, management of a growth company, a hiring manager, recruiter, talent acquisition manager, or HR manager working in a growth business who would not worry pretty frequently about finding and hiring their best talent when the business needs. The war for talent is real. And I think it's like a different real, uh, you know, right now. This uh, digital age has bred a new breed of talent, what I call the digital talent. And this digital talent is a different talent. And in this episode of Building the Modern Employer Brand Podcast, I want to talk to you about the digital talent profile. What is it and why do I think that it's different from, you know, the general talent that we may, may, we, we've used to. A digital talent refers to uh, a talent that is equipped to succeed in this digitally transforming world. And what makes a digital talent special is that in addition to whatever skills and qualifications they possess, they also have the what we call the work personality traits that support their ability to maneuver in a world that is changing in such a rapid speed. So when I say digital talent, I don't mean just talent working in, you know, in digital businesses or as digital marketeers or in, uh, you know, digital technology. I mean, any one of us who has the skills and the potential and these necessary work personality traits to contribute to an organization that is, um, you know, transforming and operating in this uh, digitalizing world and therefore can contribute as a human being and as a talent to the successful digital transformation of that organization. Do you get where I'm coming from? If you were working in hiring and recruiting before this digital era, I know that you've noticed how different expectations um, employers today have for the talents that they wish to hire. And um, oftentimes, hiring managers or customers, if you work in um, you know recruitment consultancy business, they might be unable to like really pinpoint what exactly has changed in their needs and expectations for the new hire but they you know there is a change and they expect uh, the um, consultative party whether it's an in-house recruiter in-house hr or a recruitment consultant to help them understand to help them pinpoint you know what is the change that they're looking for and that change is this they're looking for this digital talent So the ideal talent of a growth company really no longer is just about your skills and your experiences and your qualifications and your degrees and and like this understanding um, of the work personality traits. The ideal talent of the digital age have the skills and the capabilities as well as the characteristics required specifically now 
during this transformation. I think it's very important to understand that we're living in a time of change, and this is not a permanent situation. This is like a like a like a transformation period. So the skills and the um, uh, competencies and the work personality traits, the strengths, what we need, like after the digital time becomes like the new normal for everybody, every company, um, then those those will change for sure. But right now, the key of you know understanding the difference with this digital talent is the ability to ability to really maneuver and succeed and help others to succeed during this time of transformation. So many professions have changed completely uh, or now they require very different skills and abilities, very skill, very different skills and capabilities, or you know, they've split into kind of the modern version and the traditional version of that profession because of this digital transformation. So let's think about you. So let's start with hiring because I think it's likely to be the closest to you as a listener. So when hiring used to take place uh, outside the digital time, uh, even outside the web mostly, uh, that was the, the sort of the traditional time. And now a lot of the hiring is actually done digitally uh, over the internet, on social medias, using different kinds of technological platforms that support the hiring processes as well as the sort of the job application processes. So we have a lot of digital devices uh, and and platforms that we use now as as our main tools. When before this time, you know, literally people sent you their resumes and their job applications on paper in letters or to your email and then you would uh, print those out and then kind of uh, from that onwards the recruitment process took place offline sort of as a manual process and now today there are so many applications offering to match and to swipe you know uh, between the hiring companies and the talents and the toolbox of a recruiter is pretty digital today and also requires recruiters not, not only to learn how to use them, how to apply them, but also how to incorporate digital tools, digital media, digital marketing, digital channels, social media into the hiring process and um, into this whole like the idea of great candidate experiences. And uh, also, you know, when we think about a recruiter as an individual, there is, you know, while you have this like abundance of these tools and devices that you can use these days, you also need to have that kind of understanding like which of these devices and tools are right for us because obviously you can't use them all and it's not wise to use them all. And uh, uh, so you need to be able to also sort of go through them all and, and uh, figure out, you know, what makes them great for you. Uh, we also contact, we connect, we network and build relationships with talents much online and uh, have this amazing opportunity to build extensive professional networks that add value also to us as, you know, professionals uh, in recruiting, in hiring. 
And uh, as a recruiter, I'm pretty sure that you remember the time when we evaluate salespeople based on, you know, the worth of their professional content network, how relevant that was to us as the recruiting company. And, um, you know, that same applies now to the, the recruiters, talent acquisition people of the digital era. You guys have the same opportunity, the same advantage and the same uh, benefit of building a really worthy, valuable professional contact network that uh, added to your skills, your capabilities, your competences, your experiences will up your market value as a recruiting professional. Also, the entire evaluation process, you know, from interviewing, test, testing uh, candidate skills, testing personality, uh, Etc. can be done online with the help of, you know, multitude of digital devices. So not only has this all changed, you know, quite magnificently the entire recruitment process, a recruiter now needs to have technical skills as well as the ability to instruct both the candidate and, uh, you know, other parties, such as the hiring managers and customers, how to use this equipment in a way that doesn't hinder the ability to succeed in the recruitment process, but adds, adds value to that success. I remember a long time ago when I myself had a recruiting uh, agency and we first started to use a video interview um, tool. Uh, for recruitment processes. And uh, it was such a new thing at the time that we really had to, um, you know, make sure that um, in uh, a recruitment process, if a candidate felt that I don't want to use this, I don't technically know how to use this, that we were able to help and guide and instruct them, take away that edge, that, that stress and worry that I don't know how to use this. And at the same time, inspire them to, to use it because we knew that the video interview tool would, would add such you know, great value for the process. So that was like a completely new aspect to us as the recruitment uh, consultancy, uh, you know, having to, to adopt how to use it, having to teach the candidates how to use it, and also having to adjust if the candidate just did not want to use it, then how would we, how would we then, you know, handle the process with them? Obviously, operational problems with all the hiring tech can also be a huge risk for you know losing great applicants as well as for you know good candidate experiences so if the recruiter is unable to understand the risks involved and work in a more a preventive mode what was uh, you know they they uh, risk the um, the entire success of that hiring process so the digital recruiter is not only proficient with hiring but also proficient with all the hiring tech as well as how to use social media, how to build uh, networks on social media, how to research, how to find contacts on social media, as well as other you know, digital tools uh, and devices used to add value to a recruitment process today. So the entire, you know, the recruitment work has changed and what we expect from a modern recruiter today is completely different kind of skill set and personality that it was like before uh, you know before this digital age another great example i think is is the entire financial 
uh, and admin department roles, both in in-house as well as especially I find this in uh, you know consultancy businesses that sell these kind of services, accountancy services, and and you know these kind of things. So the software and automation today take care of most of these admin tasks. So if you want to build a career as an accountant, you are going to face a whole new set of expectations that never existed before this time of tech, uh, you know, financial tech technology. So in addition to obviously being able to really juggle and manage a whole lot of software and digital services connected to uh, bookkeeping, invoicing, financial admin, reporting, business control, you know, cash flow management and so on, uh, obviously you need to have the skill of, uh, you know, of how to do this kind of work in addition to having the the skills of uh, managing and handling this kind of work uh, via technology. So uh, also because of all the software uh, and automation on this uh, financial technology sector or field, the actual whole role of an accountant has actually changed pretty much. Because of the software now takes care of a lot of the sort of the routine tasks that accountants used to do manually before, accountants themselves are expected to kind of step up and move from that back office role to a customer front and adopt more a consultative role. Uh, and this is specifically uh, the reality right now in the uh, consultancy world. So not so much possibly in-house, but especially in, in any businesses that are selling financial services. Uh, and obviously, you know, when we bring in tech, we need to charge more from our customers to pay for this new technology. And customers will want added value for that new price. And the technology itself is not the added value for the customer because it's not helping the customer do the work that they outsourced to this company. It's helping the company to do the uh, do the job that was outsourced to them. So, you know, as an exchange of this higher new price, uh, customers are now expected to have more consultative services from, uh, you know, from their accountants, from their bookkeepers, from their, you know, from their financial uh, uh, partners. Uh, so, this means that when before an accountant was able just to deal with the books. Now they need social skills, they need consultative skills, they need business acumen, they need better communication skills. The entire role has changed. And the third example I'm going to give you is sales. So when a business uh, digitalizes their services, it means very often that the services are transformed from what they used to be sort of face-to-face -face into a digital service. So think education, for example, if your uh, business used to sell, you know, we call like a classroom courses and trainings for other businesses, uh, digital, digitalizing means that your courses and training programs go to the internet. So they become online courses. And this is a huge opportunity for an educational business because all of a sudden your market turns from local into a global. And this is also something that uh, my business is right now going through. We've had, uh, you know, classroom trainings, and now we are taking, uh, tra transferring our sort of the training services into online courses. Uh, so this means that the entire sales processes move from uh, uh, from like face-to-face, -face, offline to the internet and to emails. And in fact, 
become more marketing than what we know of as B2B sales. So if you are an excellent top-notch B2B sales guy or gal, your core skills have most likely been in your ability to rule over, to convince the prospective customer to buy from you face-to-face. You love that social encounter when you're in front of the customer or the prospect and you can just like read their body language and you can just like, you know, twist their minds into, (laughs) into buying from you. So this skill is no longer necessary online. B2B sales online and offline are totally different practices. And in fact, online sales is all about marketing. So a salesperson of the digital era either needs to uh, learn marketing, uh, team up with digital marketeers, or target their next career step into industries where people still need to meet face-to-face when they buy. There are countless of examples how digitalization has transformed professions into something completely different, requiring those talents to either learn new skills they never needed before or face the likelihood of becoming unemployed or change their career completely. And whilst we could think of this in a very sort of gloomy, negative set of lenses, obviously there's so much potential for all of us to learn new skills, to revamp our whole career, maybe even start a completely new career that we obviously did not have the opportunity like this ever before. The digital talent, in my opinion, is only like 50% of the skills or the new skills, such as accountants developing their consultative skills and customer service professionals at banks becoming salespeople and, you know, insurance insurance salespeople learning the skills how to to sell insurance online, uh, do email marketing and so on. And the other, you know, half, the other 50%, I believe, goes into these two, proactivity and diligence. To take the ownership of your professional development. This means that you invest your own time into updating your skills, updating your knowledge, you know, around your profession, uh, around those industries that you want to serve, uh, updated to the digital age. And that, that you need to put in hours required to pump up your personal market value. It is you who will sort of take the benefits of this. So from an HR perspective, I feel that many employees still expect the employer to be the one who takes these initiatives for developing the skills of the employees and uh, that employers and HR and team leaders are expected to be on a top of like each individual, provide them with, you know, personalized, tailored career development plans, offer courses, training programs to participate and so on. And I'm sure that there are many organizations who actually have these resources dedicated for this, but there are so many more that don't. And especially right now. So because, you know, most organizations are currently not, not, and at the moment, actually, not just because of the digital transformation, but also because of this corona, uh, in the middle of their own survival game, uh, you know, 
those talents, those digital talents that take the ownership, the proactivity, the ownership, and that are diligent in, you know, building their market value, you know, on their own time, are that, that are not expecting employers to do anything about this, that are like running their own show, if you like, those will become more and more valuable for all the businesses. So people who take charge of their own professional development, who invest their own time, even maybe their own money into building their professional qualifications, uh, their acumen, their digital skills, they will be miles ahead, if not years ahead professionally from those who kind of passively expect the employers not only to offer these opportunities, but also to kind of take their hand and guide them into that digital seat of a classroom. And there are millions of people like that that are not capable of, of self-managing their careers. But if you are, you should definitely focus on that because that will take you miles ahead, if not years ahead. The required personality and attitude towards change is the other thing that makes up this you know, other half, this other 50%. Change is imminent. For some people, change means losing control, you know, stress, inability to function. When for other it's, others, it means opportunity, excitement, like a stimulus that they desire. And fortunately, based on behavioral science, most of us are somewhere in between the ability to handle change and the inability to handle change. And only minority of people are extremely change averse or the opposite. So we can sort of teach ourselves to learn to like change, to manage change, to cope with change, to make most of it. And while I'm not saying it's simple, understanding why we don't like change, I think it's pretty simple. Because change means uncertainty, and there is a risk involved with everything that we're not sure about. The most important thing about coping with change and managing change is to bring clarity into what lies ahead. And if we cannot get this from our own employers, we can help ourselves. So it is about learning, it is about finding out, it is about studying, you know, reading news, asking other people, educating ourselves about what lies ahead as the world changes, as our companies change, as the talent market change, as these industries change, as our lives change due to this mega trend of digitalization. So people who are able to help themselves uh, in being more comfortable with this imminent change of the entire world will be in a much better place personally and professionally. So the digital talent doesn't only have those digital skills. They are not just the digital marketeers, not just the UX designers, not just the software developers. The digital talent is a mindset. The attitude, the personality that supports uh, not just the survival in change, but thriving in change. And sometimes I feel we don't even understand how important these are unless we change the table around. So let's look at this from an employer perspective. The thing here is that a business is just a registration number. It's the people of the business that actually, you know, make it alive or kill it. And those people are just like you and me. Some of them are able to cope with the stress of change. Some of them are not. And it is not something, it doesn't mean that if you're the managing director of a company that you were able to cope with, straight, uh, with stress and change. 
In fact, you have probably learned to cope with it if you have a successful career in top management, but it doesn't necessarily mean that you know you are completely okay with change. Some of us have invested our own time into learning more about what this digitalization means uh, in our operational environment uh, for me as a business leader uh, and for this business specifically, when others have not. Some of us have the personality traits that are required right now to lead, to clarify the unknown, to, you know, to have that empathy uh, for our people, uh, to to be that captain of the boat, to be able to vision the road ahead and build the necessary excitement about the new future. And some of us do not have those skills. So what I mean here is that the digitalization of the world is new to all of us. No matter in which position we work at, how much decision-making power we have or don't have, how many years of experience we have in leading and managing businesses, you know, it doesn't, it's new to all of us. And all of us face that same uncertainty and the same questions about what is this new world and how does it change everything and what is expected from me and how do I cope with this? And the more sort of decision-making power you have, the more you also have, you know, responsibility over making this right. It's a huge pressure. And if that person with such a huge pressure is uncertain about it in their own skin, you know, that just adds the element of pressure there. So we should not be fooled by believing that just because this guy or gal has been managing this business for the past 20 years, that they are capable and like have this personal sense of security about taking this business through the transformation. So when a business needs to go through a transformation, like all businesses right now must or they truly will die, you know, people running these businesses are just, you know, as vulnerable, stressed out and uncertain as you and me. So when we hire new employees or call out the help of consultants, they need, you know, companies, these management Decision makers need people who are able to lead the way, who are able to guide them, who are able to give them answers and take away this, you know, some of this uncertainty, bring them clarity, bring them more, you know, sense of security. That is what we all look for when we feel uncertain and stressed out and vulnerable and just overworked, uh, you know, during this change. So decision makers need people who offer solutions instead of additional new problems. People who need who, who will you know promise them to take away their stress and worry not to produce more of it. They need people who have you know who have put that extra effort into figuring out how to go forward instead of trying desperately to hold on to the past. And because none of us can possibly have many years of experience of how to do this, then obviously we need people who are capable of self-steering, managing their own work, managing those steps they need to take, learning as we go, who are capable of solving problems step by step and contribute to their findings uh, or contribute their findings to this round table of transforming business and, you know, sparring and mentoring and guiding others to find that, you know, comfort in this change. So the digital talent is, of course, about the skills, but that's not all. That's just halfway there. Digital talent is as much about attitude, perseverance, the capability to learn as we go, the ability to focus on our strengths, on clarifying the roads 
the road, the steps ahead, ability to guide others who have lesser of these capabilities, and the self-interest to spend my own time into, you know, pumping up my own market value, pumping up my own comfort in all this because I can no longer count and trust that somebody else will do it for me. And when I spend my own time, it's an investment because I'm putting new information, new skills, understanding into my toolbox. I'm guessing ahead of others. And this is what is super valuable for all those decision makers in the use transitioning businesses. So the war for talent is definitely on, and it is on for this digital talent specifically. And all of us can be a digital talent with a pumped up market value. The digital talent employers or customers cannot simply do without. But no one else is going to make that happen for you or for me. This is the time to self-manage, to self-lead our own professional worth. The web is full of courses, podcasts, videos for free or for a few bucks that you can take advantage of. The digital talent is what is what businesses des- desperately re- need right now. It's not just about tech skills or digital marketing skills. It's about the ability to maneuver in this transforming world, understand and help others to understand and manage change. In fact, if you adopt a mindset of a business and a management consultant in whatever you do, I think you won't suffer unemployment because you want to make sure that you have those skills that your future employer or your future customers will need, that information that they need to, you know, go through this transition. That's what digital talent is all about. And that's the digital talent is what brought the war of talent back on. So next week, I'll continue with this topic, but I talk about how an organization can become a talent magnet. So last year, I read this book called Talent Magnet by uh, an author called Mark Miller, and I really was inspired by his findings. So I'm going to get back to go. I'm going to go back on or get back on that next week. Tell you more about that. Uh, find the show notes article for this episode at modernemperorbrand.com/slash podcast two four. So my name is Susanna and please join me again next Wednesday for a new episode of Building a Modern Emperor Brand. Moi moi!